are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. I am your host, Michael Bauer. Look at that. We've been on live stream for one second, and Sean has already commented. Thanks, Sean. Hi, what? Sean. Everybody everybody, wave at Sean because he's waving wow. at us. So that is our Dynasty Rewind intern um, already popping in and saying hello. But before we get started with the show tonight, have a fantastic show. I want to talk to you guys over or to our friends over at Dynasty Owner. I've been looking for a new challenge, which is why I'm playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office. Dynasty Owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an NFL franchise. Dynasty Owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics. So go to dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind. Leagues are forming right now. We've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky. If you're like me and know you're better than most, Dynasty Owner gives you the platform to prove it. Dynasty Owner favors skilled players who can manage a roster using real NFL salaries within the salary cap. It adds an entirely new level of strategy. So go to dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind to validate your fantasy football skills and start your dynasty today. So welcome back, everybody. Thank you for everyone that joined us on our live stream last night. We had Troy King on. We had Jordan Richards making a guest second appearance kind of popping in and surprising everybody but it was a fantastic time so tonight we are going to be talking some redraft with the guys from the ff face-off and we're going to get to them in a second but uh welcoming back nate christian how's it going tonight nate i'm always glad to be here two nights in a row so i uh, can't complain so now i know you're in a different location but where is the raven's lamp um it's it's like right behind the <laughs> computer uh, it, so letting in, in my beautiful face yeah okay it's in the room that's what's important so um uh also returning we have the round mound of rewind charles Corkley. we got phil Porkman yes. and simmons what's what's good why Porkman? do i have so many dang nicknames it's gonna be garrett you. you are the new garrett yeah uh, uh, i'll take that that's fine right. so Porkman has excuse the feel i'm doing all right bro it's a good day <laughs> and uh chef how are you doing down there in arizona how's the temperature down there treating you you know, it actually it's actually rained last night, so the temperatures okay. were a little bit lower. Uh, just a heads up, there was no time change. I just absolutely <laughs> sucked last night. So that's on me, fellas. Sorry. Oh, thank you. I was like so confused. Yeah, I had no idea what was going I'm on. I'm not going to so. lie. I must have been so tired. I really did think that. It's so bad. I feel – I'm sorry. Sorry to all our fans. So um, – Welcoming for the first time, hopefully not the last time, to the Dynasty Rewind, uh, the two gentlemen from the FF Faceoff. We have Anthony Servina. You can find him on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru. Anthony, how you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome, guys. Uh, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we also have the fellow FF Faceoff uh, gentlemen. Here we have Michael Huff. How you doing tonight, Mike? Doing fantastic, boys. How's it going? Good. Also, do you prefer Mike or Michael? Whatever the hell you like. All right. Usually I prefer Mike, yeah. but I, I get Michael when I'm getting yelled at. So, you know, which is more often than fair I enough. Admit. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, thank yeah, you again sure. for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, they did a fantastic mental health potathon that was um, about 
July 11th, I think it was something around there. That yeah. sticks out yeah, to me. Yeah. On my birthday. Yep. Yeah. So most of that is still available on your uh, YouTube page, correct? Yeah, right, Anthony. That's that's still up, right? Yes, it's still up, and I believe uh, a lot of it is also on our Periscope as well. Okay, yeah. but that I don't think it saved the whole thing. I think it was like the last eleven hours or so, if I remember correctly. So only. Um, well, I mean, that's it. Got the first easy. twelve. I'm pretty sure about that. Okay, it's it's still fantastic. Go back, rewatch um, some of that, and definitely, you know, check these guys out. Tell us a little bit about your podcast before we get started. Though. You guys do you do multiple shows a week, don't you? We usually do about three shows a week. Uh, this week we decided to do what four? I think we did it was four. Yeah, yeah, we we did four, and then we do a little something on the side with uh, fantasy data and uh, Jody Smith. We we call that uh, on the clock. So. We generally do that once a week, even though we forgot to do that today, Anthony. But that's okay. But yeah, so and what, Anthony? What's it been? Four years been podcasting together? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Three times that's a week. Cool. That everybody's wives is okay with it. That's the the best part about it. I mean, if I told yeah. Jenna, "Hey, I'm doing three to four podcasts a week," she'd be like, "No." Well, the yeah, the, the, we'll, the lucky we'll thing more. the the lucky thing for me is that. I I work and I work early, so I'm off earlier, and she tends to work later. So we kind of get that, you know, yeah, get that crossover. So like sometimes she's walking in and I'm wrapping up, and so it works out. All right, well then that that's all good then. So, but yeah, Uh, I I I agree. Happy wife, happy life. That is true, and also uh, Mike is drinking a massive glass of beer tonight so um let's let's see hopefully he could finish that before the show's over well and if i and if i happen to run out i got a little jmo <laughs> if i happen to so all right perfect so That's troy it. king checking in um he was on hey. our live stream last night definitely up, check troy? out that live live stream check out everything that troy is doing as well he is um he is doing some great stuff so let's talk about some some redraft here it is the season for redraft um you know dynasty season never stops now you guys predominantly deal in redraft correct at the ff face off but you play dynasty as well don't you yeah, yeah we yeah and, and and we try and dabble our show into a lot of different areas whether it's sports betting whether it's redraft whether it's dynasty best ball so but yeah predominantly probably redraft you know, earlier in the offseason, we tend to cater more to dynasty, like right after the Super Bowl and that little lull of time before we start ramping up for free agency. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you guys have a preference that you more like one more than the other? Uh, I th- I still think I'm more of a redraft guy, but in the last couple of years, I've grown more and more to dynasty. Okay. And you know, because there's a. It makes you think a lot more about making moves, obviously, because you got to think about the ramifications because it's not just the rest of the season. It's, mm-hmm. you know, years to come. So, yeah. Sure. Um, I will say this as well. You've been putting out some great stuff as far as uh, DFS stuff goes, Mike. So definitely um, definitely hit him up. And, yes, I, I'm aware, Nate, that I'm being called Trailer Park Andy Holloway. Um, so. oh, wow. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought it was, dollar store was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar Jenner, that that's fine too. I'm um, yeah. also checking in for the first time. One of the guys I work with, this is Cody. He's an idiot. I just want to take a moment and say that to everybody. But Cody, thank you for checking. In. Oh, actually, uh, go Ravens. Yeah, Nate, that's that's your Big boy trust. Cody right there. There you go. So you have just successfully ruined Cody's night, and that makes my night. So thank you very much. All right, so let, let's. <laughs> it makes it so much better. So, um, all right. 
this is a strategy I used to do. This is a redraft strategy. People told me I was stupid. I have won a couple leagues doing it. So do you plan when you draft certain positions? For example, I used to always go um, running back round one, then wide receiver, then wide receiver, then quarterback, then tight end. You know, I would take best available in those in those rounds. Do you guys do that, or do you always go best available? Hey, Andy. Um, I tend to, like, if I have a strategy going into a draft, I kind of shy away from it. I'll let the draft take me to, you know, however my roster construction uh, comes out. Like, if I'm picking at the turn and I can't justify taking, you know, the seventh running back over the second receiver, even though I like going heavy running back early, I'm going to go after the receiver or maybe Travis Kelsey sitting there. So I usually let the draft dictate um, my direction a lot of times. Yeah, so you might yeah, agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much always lean running back in the first round. It's rare when I don't go running back. But beyond that, yeah, it's 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 sort of how the draft's coming to me and or depending on where I'm picking. Because if I think, well, I got a quick turnaround after this pick. So, you know, it's uh, it's all about just how it flows to me. I try and think of two different scenarios, especially based if I know who I'm drafting with. You know, if I know their tendencies, I try and plan on that. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you guys play in any standard leagues nope. anymore? No, nope. no, not anymore. No. Last year, last year was my last year for first. I won't even play in ten team he leagues. He really? won't. It's true. He won't. I won't. Really? What if Absolutely it's a, not? What if it's a high stakes? Like you could win a lot of money. No. I'll, why not do a twelve team high stakes? Win a lot of money. More money. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you a, a scenario. Exactly. I mean, yeah. To 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 me, to me, standard is the soft porn of fantasy football. I just. You know. <laughs> You can't do it. It's, it's that true. fuzzy HBO yeah, that you kind of got on stuff, your TV bro. when you were a kid. <laughs> That's what the I'm saying, though. Give, you know, just, just, in the morning. just, yeah, just, but it, but it's just kind of like what Anthony said. Like, give, give me the 12 team. Give me, you know, give me the super flex. You know, give me the PPR. Let's let's the deep and listen. Yeah. I, I'm the type of person that likes to go to like, the, whether waiver wire is so bare. Like, I'm picking up the JD McKissick the one week that you really need him, and like Devonte Booker a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. No, see, I like that too. Most of the redraft leagues that I'm in are a kind of a shallow or a bench, to be honest with you. Like five, Um, five, six bench type leagues. Yeah. Something like that. But that again, I'm not in a whole ton of redraft leagues either. I'm in maybe, well, Scott Fishbowl, a couple charity ones, and then maybe Hmm. two that I do with my friends that I've been doing for like 10 years. So, um, so Anthony, all right. So you don't play in standard. You don't play in 10 team. Is there any, do you guys have anything else you refuse to play? Like tight end premium? I'm assuming you play. I like everything else. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm pretty open too. I mean, it's, it's funny. My, my home league, I, I run a league. We're going into our 13th year and it's a, it's a keeper league. It's 10 teams. And I've been begging them for years. Let's, let's go 12, but they don't want to go 12 because then we got to throw players back and nobody wants to throw them back. And, it just—it's more problematic to bring it up than anything else. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, but but standard is the only thing that I would say no to. Yeah. Do you guys play IDP redraft? I yeah, I've done a little IDP and I I I dig it. And I, I I'm not gonna lie though, I'm not the most well versed IDP guy, but I tend to always do well with it, which is whatever. Yeah, I think uh, I actually like. I, I was actually that was my next question. What do you think about defense and special teams? Because to me, that's always kind of a streaming week by week. You know, you ride one while it's hot, and then they have a clunker. Mm. You drop them and get somebody else. 
that's really matchup dependent. So yeah, I think it's all pretty straightforward. I think if you get one of those top two defenses, then you know you're good for the year. And if not, then yeah, you're pretty much looking at the schedule and seeing, okay, well, this is going to happen here, and you know, just try and work the wire and you know, pick up each defense each week and one a week. Well, then let me ask you this: What? Okay, so IDP is great for both redraft and dynasty. What do you think about defense and special teams in dynasty leagues? I don't think it belongs in dynasty. I don't think I've ever played in a dynasty league yeah. with the with the defense or special teams. Yeah, um, I haven't either. Yeah, Chev, you IDP, and I, sure, yeah. Chev and I are in one. That's the league that Garrett started last year. I believe that that has defense special teams, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because somebody had like the Patriots defense and they won like the first two weeks just because of those guys. Yeah, and I think they had some bum offensive players and they won just because the Patriots went absolutely bonkers. So yeah, I'm pretty sure we're in that league together. Yep. Um, and everybody that's listening, please tweet at Dynasty Price and tell him that that league desperately needs a taxi squad, um, <laughs> or else Chev and I are going to have to drop like half of our rosters before we even start <laughs> the season. Did yeah, did no you? Joke. Have you looked at yours? It says I'm like nine players over the roster limit. I'm like, I got nowhere to go with these guys. But it won't let me put anybody on IR because I'm over the limit. Here's the thing. That league has people that played IR players for most of the season anyway. So we got to figure that out first. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we need some taxi squad in there for sure. Yeah. If you're playing Dynasty, you have to have a taxi squad. Um, definitely. All right. So no 10 teams. We talking super flex hmm. or one quarterback? I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, super I'm, flex on correct. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm. I'm more down with the super flex. Um, you know, my uh, again, the 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 home league I'm in. We we always had two quarterbacks. We decided to shift the two a super flex. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's so the same deal. You're still shooting for two QBs, but yeah, that's. I just think it's. I think you get to utilize the quarterback position a lot better. I think then you get to think of those. Uh, you know, like Anthony and me, we were recording today. We we're talking about like we we're talking about the Drew Locks and and, and the Sam Donalds of the world. You know. Those guys won't always see the light of day in a you know 10, 12 right. team league with one quarterback. So yeah. Um, hey, Troy has a question. This is a good one too. I want everyone to answer this. Who are your guys this year that you're trying to get in every draft? Anthony, mm-hmm. let's start with you and then we'll just kind of snake start, our way start around. with Hoff. I gotta think about this. All right, go ahead, Mike. You he's he's always gotta think this guy. Deep <laughs> thinker that Anthony Trevino. <laughs> he's know. over there. He's over there. He's rolling his eyes at me and he's thinking hard. So um no, I'm kidding. I'm 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 kidding. Half halfway. Um a guy I'm going for in pretty much every draft is Blake Jarwin. Um Love it. you get him yeah. late. Yeah, you get him super late. I, I was saying it before. I, I go into every draft as far as tight end, I say, all right, if if I don't get Kittle or Kelsey, then I'll go for Hayden Hurst. If I don't get Hayden for Hayden Hurst, I just forget about tight end till later. Go get Blake Jarwin because he's always that pick that when you get him, the rest of the room goes, ah, oh, crap. Like, geez. Yep. I mean, Witten last year was borderline tight end one in, in PPR formats. And now we're going to have Jarwin. Jarwin had, what, 41 targets last year. You know, we talk for days about the vacated targets there in Dallas, and mm. I think he's going to do damage. So, yeah, I Blake Jarwin is my guy, and also a little uh, Nine Hines in uh, PPR formats. I just think he's a little, a little sneaky, and you're not mm. paying a lot either. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Two two late round guys. Um, Anthony, did you get your guys yet? Yeah, I do. Uh, Boston Scott. Boston oh, Scott yeah. is okay. one of my highest owned players. I'm taking him everywhere, and I'm I'm reaching for him if I have to. Boston Scott, if you saw what he did last year down the stretch, had those big pop games, and those were games that Miles Sanders was also getting spoon fed touches, and he was productive in his own right, and. This is an Eagles team in general. I think we we are going to see it run through Goddard and Ertz and the two running backs and their best receivers. They're downfield guys. They're speed guys. You know, I don't put a lot of stock in an Alshon Jeffrey right now. Mm. Um, so yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of production here for Boston Scott. And if you think about, you know, they're saying that Miles Sanders, he's going to be the guy. Uh, I think about the second season, and Mike knows where I'm going here, Doug Peterson, the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Jamal Charles was the featured back. He dominated touches, but there was a guy named Niall Davis who had 150. <laughs> I think we are going to see that type of a split between Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. And if they're getting that type of workload, a lot of it's going to be receiving production. It wouldn't surprise me if Boston Scott, you know, he's a great handcuff, but he has a lot of standalone value. Okay. Um, you did mention Dallas Goddard. He does, I believe, have a hand or thumb fracture. Yes. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. 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 Thumb. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Chev, how about you? Who are you guys that you're taking in redraft? Yeah, so I'm looking at wide receivers really late. I love to pick up those guys late rounds. I really love Allen Robinson, man. I really think he's got passes coming his way almost 24-7 in the offense. Tight end didn't even give over 100 yards last season. So, I mean, he's a guy that's going to be thrown at heavily. Uh, depending which quarterback it is, I don't think it really matters because they're going to be looking for a guy that they know can catch a ball and he can go up and get the ball uh, in those tight coverages as well. Okay. Uh Gerald, how about yourself? I'm sorry, Porkman. How about yourself? <laughs> Gerald. Che cheeks for weeks. Go ahead, Porkman. Um, I'm going to go with the Michael Huff type uh, idea with the late round tight end. I'm going to go with uh, Jack Doyle. Yeah, uh, buddy. Him and, him and uh, Phillip Rivers. You know he loves his tight ends. You know, big, big, hunky guys down in the middle of the field. And he got a whole bunch of speed guys in the team. So everything is going to be going downfield. Everybody's going to be looking downfield. And and Jack Doyle is going to be sitting there waiting on them little you know five yard outs and or whatever, and he's going to just pepper him with targets and he's definitely going to be looking for him in the red zone. So give me a whole bunch of Doyle Doyle. I don't know who this is. Who the hell is Hard Nipples? I don't know. <laughs> um, my guess is that Shane Manila made another. That's probably him. YouTube account. Um, I was uh, I, I was about to I was about to be like, what's in this beer? Like, what am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, how about yourself? Yeah, so I'm almost in redraft, especially I'm almost always drafting a running back, running back in the first two rounds, um, no matter what. So well, I'm looking for my wide receiver one in the third, fourth, fifth round. I'm almost always picking up Robert Woods. It is ridiculous. I think his ADP right now is like wide receiver 19. And everyone's talking about Tyler Higby and the pace that he had last year. Over the back half of the season, Robert Woods is on pace for like 150 receptions. I mean, I don't know why everyone's overlooking Robert Woods. He's been nothing but incredible his entire career. He's in one of the best passing offenses. Brandon Cooks is gone. Cooper Cup got really – he just wasn't utilized as much in the second half of the season when they had to switch to that uh, 12 personnel and they didn't address the offensive line. They got 
he'd be with money, so they're going to keep him. Him all the time. So I really don't understand why we're overlooking Robert Woods because he's almost guaranteed to be a wide receiver one this year. It doesn't matter if it's standard half point or one PPR. Like he's he's going to eat. Bobby Trees, definitely. Um, I'm a big fan this year of Jarvis Landry and uh, definitely Johnny Smith as well. So those mm. are two guys that I'm taking. Johnny Smith, I think, is going to have a, a fine year down there in Tennessee. Um, so we got a question here. Um, here you go. Dynasty question for the FF faceoff guys. Who's the dynasty guy to have out of the Rams backfield? Will one stand out? I guess one will stand out because somebody has to, but what right. do you guys think? Anthony, we're not going to go to you first because I know you're going to want to think about it. So, Mike, let's go to you. <laughs> I mean, dynasty-wise, I would I would go with Cam Akers. Um, you know, I think – I I do like him. I know he had a tough time in college with the offensive line, but I think he'll be all right for, you know, dynasty purposes. Uh, redraft-wise, I'm staying the hell away from, from all Rams running backs. And that's not to say that – the Rams running backs won't be good. That's not to say that there won't be production at that position, but I just don't want to deal with it. I don't, I don't want to do the, you know, I don't want to play guess who every Sunday morning and uh, try and find out who's going to do well. So dynasty I'd roll with acres, but otherwise they used to yell in football. They used to yell poison to run away from the ball. So I would yell poison and run the hell away. Anthony. I'm right with Mike on this one. I want nothing to do with that Rams backfield. If I had to pick one in Dynasty, I guess Cam Akers because I feel like if – wouldn't we already know what Darrell Henderson is? Like he didn't have a lot of touches. Is there a reason for that? Todd Gurley? So I'm – Really? Well, yeah. I'm just just saying that was the reason. I mean, because he was so efficient last year. I'm just saying that was the reason, wasn't that? He hates Todd Gurley. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I guess Cam Akers because he he's the unknown. Yeah, but yeah. if I'm in Dynasty, I'm trying to take DeAndre Swift. Oh, bro. Mm. Okay. Um, Chev, quickly, who's your, your Rams Dynasty guy? Yeah, I'm definitely going with Cam Akers. I think I, I just liked what I saw on film. And like you oh, said, the, the, uh, the offensive line was just not too great for him last year. Porkman. Man. Uh, for sure, Cam Akers. I was keeping short because you know it's pretty much what everybody else said. Nate, you in agreement there? No, no, I'm not taking no. Cam Akers. I'm not a big fan of Cam Akers, and he went from one of the worst lines in college football to the one of the worst lines in the NFL. Very fair. Um, so it'll be so, great. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't think either one of these guys really stand up too much. Um, someone mentioned in the comments who gets the red zone touches. That's important. That could be Malcolm Brown. You know, it could mm-hmm. be just not good for fantasy football at all. It could be. You're right. Um, and also in the red zone, they might just throw the ball. I mean, if they're using Tyler Higby and Everett in 12 personnel, there might be a lot of passing touchdowns in that offense. But I like yeah. Henderson. I think they can manufacture some touches for him out of the backfield in the passing game. And I think that's what's going to come down to with these two guys. I think Henderson's more explosive than Akers. I think Henderson's better in open field. So if it comes down to who's getting the manufactured touches, I think it's going to be Henderson, and I think those are going to be more important in this offense. Okay, I'm going to take long-term. I'm still going to go with Cam Akers, but um, I'm going to go ahead and also say that I'm staying away from the whole backfield in redraft this year unless – I mean, if it's the last round and one of these guys falls into my lap and I like the rest of my team, and you you know it's a flyer and it's late. Sure. Right, yeah. Okay, then I might take a chance on somebody. But other than that, 
I'm I'm staying away. So um, our intern Sean wants to know inter- interested in what the FF faceoff guys' thoughts are for COVID recommendations for redraft leagues. Good question. Expanded bench. Yeah. Okay. You know, that, that's yep. that's an easy one right there. Expanded <clears throat> bench should give your you and your league mates the opportunity uh, to go draft some other handcuffs and protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Mike, yeah, what, do you have anything yeah. to add? That? That's pretty much exactly what it is. That's just like. With 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 my home league with COVID, you know, we're gonna add some extra bench spots and we're gonna, you know, to make it a little bit easier. Uh so yeah, I would say that's pretty much it. And then I mean the the good thing right now is that it's still what is it, below one percent right now for all COVID cases that, as far as NFL. So yeah, that's good. So I guess for now, yeah, I I would I would you know, I, I don't worry like I saw some questions being asked, like, yo, know, sh- should you not stack too many positions there are stacked too many players from the same team mm-hmm. i guess but i it still wouldn't steer me away from putting together a nice quarterback with a wide receiver i tend to do that a lot in redraft so i wouldn't really change up what i do as of right now as far as drafting purposes but yeah some extra bench spots if you're a commish would be uh well appreciated you know strategically i don't find myself doing very much different because nobody knows what's going to happen right Right. And yes. if it let, let's say a player does get COVID and get we don't know there's 32 teams there's how many players in the NFL 1500 plus players in a league so it's a game of chance yeah am I really point. going to shy away from a winning strategy just because something could happen mm. yeah exactly. is it any different than a knee injury amen it's like so, playing scared at this point or like what was that what what happened in Washington or Cleveland the uh, staff infections. Couple of guys, it happens. Yeah, that is that is true. Well, a lot of bad stuff happened in uh, Washington, but don't worry, right. Antonio Gibson's going to eat. Nate, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah. So I just thought about this. So, is there anything that commissioners should be doing to help with this? Not in just bench spots and iron spots. We've already talked about that. Mm. But like, say you got someone like Zeke, okay, on your team, you're going to start him, and he has no injury issues. I mean, well, I guess not Zeke because he's already had coronavirus, but right. CMC. Okay, he's playing on a Monday night game. Monday morning, he's got coronavirus. And at this point, if you don't have Bonifon, who are you going to put in that running back position? Is there going to be something that commissioners maybe do if one of your late game players gets coronavirus? Is there some way to make up for that? Because it's not like he was on the injury report that week. It's totally yeah. out of nowhere. It's true. True, yeah. but he could also he could sprain his ankle walking into the stadium too. It's the same thing right. as that. So you know what? that's on. a hard no. one. I yeah I yeah I mean maybe from now I'm, I'm curious to see what Anthony has to say because now he's deep thinking but I mean but but uh, yeah no but that usually means he has a good thought but um yeah I guess I don't know that's a good point maybe there should be a little more flexibility on the commissioner's end uh, you well, know maybe it's something to consider but it's also a great point Mike like you know he could be he could be getting out of his car and trip and fall and you know whatever so um, one thing. No, I will say on. oh, one thing. I'll say real quick for Anthony. Uh, whoever's playing, go easy on your commissioners this year. Be patient. Yeah, for with real, the guys, because this is all uncharted and untested waters. Like we've never had to deal with anything like this, so yeah. we're kind of trying to figure it out as we go. Um, Anthony, what did you want to say yeah, there? Well, to the whole thing? Like, if CMC gets coronavirus on Monday morning, um, I'm sure you can still make roster moves up until kickoff. So even if you don't have Reggie Bonifan, there's no guarantee that Reggie's going to come in and get Christian McCaffrey workload. 
So right, then don't pick up Mike Davis, Trenton Cannon, or Jordan Scarlett, whoever the RB3 is. Right, I mean, just you, treat it like every other injury. Yeah, I know, but I, I'm also thinking the perspective of, the say, can get say, the flu in the morning. say it's a Monday night game. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're the rest of the guys who played generally are locked. You can't really move them. Yeah. So but, maybe you just put those guys on the yeah. flex position, and then maybe you can get a wide receiver as well, too, or tight exactly. end out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so maybe the commissioner could go back and change your running back from a flex. Yeah, I want the guy that scored the most. Well, I mean, you should be putting up there <laughs> everywhere. Right. Yeah, you should always keep your late game and Monday night games guy, you know, guys in the, the flex. Everybody, yeah. in case yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. Even if it's CMC. Yes. Right. Um, so Alvin Bailey has a good point. He says he also likes Chris Herndon, practically getting him for free and could be second on the team in targets. Apparently, the Jet staff is extremely high on Chris Herndon this year. He looks good. So I have him in a couple spots, mostly Dynasty. So excited to see. Um, excuse me. Excited to see what he does this year. Um, so question for you guys here. We had Lauren Carpenter on last week, and she talked about she did an article on zero strategy. Um, obviously, that can be applied to many different ways, depending on the type of your league. What do you guys think about zero strategy? You know, if it's super flex, say going zero QB or going zero running back in a different type of league, I don't know if I could really do it. Um, so would you guys apply that to redraft at all? I've never walked into a draft saying I'm going zero blank. Anything. You know, I, I and 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 that's not to say that I'm against. I mean, I'm not against it. I just I always tend to, you know, Anthony will always say my my teams always tend to be well rounded team. Yeah, they're balanced teams. Yeah. I, I I believe in balance because I believe in depth. I believe in having you know in case something happens. So um, yeah, so I'm not a big fan on you know just just blanking a whole blanking a whole position uh if that does happen to me by just the way a draft flows like i, I showed anthony a, a best ball draft i had the other day i despise that team with every fiber of my being because i missed out on running backs and the rest of my team looks great but the running backs are just dog poo Jeez. and i can't i can't i can't do it so uh i can't i can't i can't go to zero philosophy so what is your definition of zero, you know, running back or zero wide receiver? Like how many rounds until you take the first one? Before it's usually like six. Six yeah. rounds. Nah. Mm-mm. No, see. I can't I, do I, it. I, 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 I just got heartburn thinking about that. I can't, <laughs> I can't but, like, can, can certain things like my Scott Fishbowl draft, I'm a heavy, heavy running back. Mike knows I love my running yeah. backs. Yeah. I'll go three running backs in the first three rounds sometimes. Scott Fishbowl draft from where I was picking from the eighth spot. Yep. I ended up not taking my first running back until what the fifth round? Something really? like that. Yeah. But I, I walked away with Breeze, Thomas Stack, and Brady Godwin Stack. And my first running back in the fifth was Melvin Gordon. And then Chris Carson in the sixth. And then Hunt yeah. in the seventh. Yeah. I don't think Yeah. Yeah. He made all so the abandoned. That was incidental, but I'm not like, I don't hate it. Yeah. You know, uh, Cohen in the eleventh. So, like, my running backs are fine. But, but, but at the same point, Anthony, you you probably didn't walk into your draft saying this is how it's going to go down. No, absolutely the, not. The, 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 I wanted like Joe Mixon. Right. The draft just played out that way. Anthony's Anthony knows this. Every time Anthony starts a draft, he he always texts me says. Like always, first two rounds. I hate my team. This team very self loathing. This this is the worst. <laughs> I've 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 lost my touch. I'm out of here. Larry about, David. Right. And about and and then by the time a draft finishes, he's like, "I'm the best team here. Screw everybody. I'm gonna win it." 
So yeah, but no, he he put together a good SFB team that played out beautifully for him. Yeah, sounds great. How about how's your team looking at Scott Fishbowl, Mike? Uh, from what I could remember, I'd have to pull it up. I I I remember feeling pretty good about it. I I've completely forgot what the hell my team looks like. I know I got Michael Thomas. Actually, that's what it was. I wanted Michael Thomas and, and I wanted Dak Prescott to start my draft. That that was my plan. Dak Prescott won a couple picks before me because I was picking at eleven or twelve. Um, so I ended up going with Derrick Henry and then Michael Thomas. Um, I could pull up my roster in a second. I did I'm, see that there was like two guys, like because people can like check all the rosters in the entire league. Yeah, I think yeah. there was two teams that drafted both Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Antonio Gibson, which was before all the opt-outs and legal nonsense. Wow. Was that you, Porkman? You <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Okay. I'm close. So those guys got lucky. <laughs> I mean, people were picking up Clyde in like the fourth, fifth round. Gibson, like, double digits. Yeah, Gibson will be good uh, for Dynasty, but I still don't think he's going to be the guy this year. No, I don't think he's going to be great for redraft this year. Definitely not. I I heard heard Bryce Love was getting a lot of first-team reps. Um, You know, Adrian Peterson being sidelined as a a kind of a maintenance thing. So, hey, you know, who did they sign there? J.D. McKissick, is that his name? J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber. Exactly. So those guys are there, but yet – Bryce Love is getting first team reps. It's got to say something. I mean, the guy did, he was a Heisman candidate. Didn't he run for over 2,000 yards? And he won like the Doak Walker Award, which right. is best running back in the league for really, college football. Really should have declared for the draft, but you know, could have, could have, would have, should have. So, uh, Mike, did you get your. Your fishbowl team up there? Yeah, one of these days I'm going to get this thing up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. De- Derek Henry, Michael Ooh. Thomas. Then I went with uh, – where did I go here? I can't even find my stuff. Chris Scott. <laughs> yeah, I ended up with – What's that, Mike? Chris Godwin, Tom Brady. So I, 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 I did a lot of what Anthony did. I got Chris Godwin. I got Tom Brady. I got Michael Thomas. Um, But I got Derek Henry. That was the one difference. And then after that, Reem Mostert, Amari Cooper – Okay. Um, one of my favorite picks would be Gardner Minshew, though, which we're yeah. seeing now I ended up getting him. <laughs> Love me some Gardner Minshew as my uh, you know, second quarterback. Same. So we'll Same. See. see how he's gonna be throwing from behind a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of volume there. Yeah, I loved his sure. comment today too when he then they asked him about uh asked him about the Jaguars GM potentially taking a quarterback in, in, in an upcoming draft. He said you could do it, but you're probably gonna regret it within a year. So I like that, like, you know, confidence, you know, like most guys tend to say, you know, let me say the right thing and not upset anybody and, you know, just go with the wave. But nah, he was like, yeah, no, you could do it, but you're going to regret it. You know, whatever. He's always had that swagger, though. I mean, talking about COVID, COVID scared of him or whatever. That was (laughs) great. I love seeing that. He's like a football Chuck Norris kind of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he knows he knows that he's playing for his job this season. If he yeah. does not play well, it's Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. If yep. he plays well and he can convince that team to build around him, I mean, that'd be awesome. For- not only is he a good quarterback, but they got plenty of draft picks, and I think they can rebuild pretty well. Yeah. For they sure. got some offensive talent, too, between DJ Chark, LaVisca. Um, I guess mm-hmm. that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fournette. Four I mean, Fournette's not there after this year. 
Don't under, underestimate what Jay Gruden's going to do Gruden. for that offense. I agree. Exactly. I agree. I did see a funny tweet uh, the other day about Jaguars camp. It said, there's a Jaguars tight end hurt, and for once it's not Tyler Eifert. No, so Because no. yeah, he's always getting That's cold. It, it, it is kind of cold, but it's, but it's kind of true. Yeah, it, is, cool. it is a little bit true. So um, so you guys are both talking about getting Tom Brady. Um, how, you're feeling good about Brady this year in redraft? Mm. I mean, obviously, he's mm. he's a sell in Dynasty, so – but you guys are yeah. liking it, liking him. Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. just we yeah, we yeah. we always every time Tom Brady comes up, Anthony will tell you in a second he'll. <laughs> he, well, when the move is officially done with Brady to Tampa, Anthony I has tend very, to overreact to things. He does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had some very ambitious projections at first, but <laughs> no, but but still, I you know I firmly believe in that narrative that you know. He's got something to prove, and 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 I think Bill also has something to prove, you know. But I think Tom Brady has better weapons to prove it, in in, in my opinion, than than, than than Bill does, than Bill does as head coach of of, of the New England Patriots. Um, so yeah, I I think he's going to be just fine. I think this year will be just fine. I'm a little worried about year two. But year one, when he's got something to prove, he's got the he's got the fire lit under his. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think he's good to go. What about Cam? How you guys feeling about Cam up there in New England? Mike mm. is on the payroll. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm on the payroll. <laughs> on the payroll. Listen, I, I'm telling you, he. You go back. You know, obviously last year was horrific. He only played what two games. He was never right. He was injured in the preseason. He had the bad shoulder. The year before. He was one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy until he went out with a shoulder injury. Anthony can make all the faces he wants, but it's true. And and the year prior, he was he's he a, really was. And, and 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 the year prior, he's a top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. And this is a quarterback who you know we're just talking about Tom Brady. And I understand Cam Newton is going to have a shorter shelf life as a quarterback because of the way in which he's run the ball his career than say a Tom Brady. But he's what thirty one years old. Like it's 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 not over for him from a talent standpoint. It's really not. Um, you know, we'll see what he does with the weapons. He's done a he's done a good amount with not he's never had big time weapons. Right. He's never had that before anyway. He still doesn't. So right. He's still right. So, you know, I mean, he had Kelvin Benjamin who decided to play well for one year and then he tore his knee during the preseason the next year. Um, you know, turned to a tight end. Right, turns into a tight end, and then he turned into a, and then he turned to a tackle. But you know, yeah. so, but I, okay. I, I like Cam Newton, and I, I'm man, I'm telling you, if, if he's going to be the starter, he could, he could potentially be top twelve quarterback, maybe. I think I got him ranked at 13, 14, but yeah. Okay, you if know, Cam has that swagger though. He's a deadly man, but last right. year he did yes. not have that swagger. Not looking yeah. right. So if he's got the swagger in his eyes, that team could be scary. I want to see Cam do good. For the do run. you really? I do. Yeah, I like Cam. Oh, I don't dislike yeah, him. <laughs> so, you know, we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot about the Patriots and their lack of weapons. Is there anybody that you guys are targeting on that team? I mean, Sonny Michelle is on the pup, right? Or is he? Yeah, he could so, still play week one. They said be. today yeah, he, he could still play week one, one. yeah. Stephon Gilmore and Dynasty IDP. Okay. Um, any, I mean, is there any offensive weapons you guys want? On I am not taking Nikhil Harry. Nope. Not in heard, I want not to trade him to me. In the training camp news, it sounds terrible for Nikhil yes. Harry. It sounds like yeah. he cannot get any separation. Really? He's not 
just he's just yeah. terrible. It sounds like through this preseason. So I'm I'm thinking that we're at the point with a Julian Edelman where I feel like he's almost slowly becoming a value. Um, yes, I understand he doesn't have that same connection with Cam that he had with Tom Brady. That's obvious, but mm-hmm. I I think he's falling enough because of it. Because surprise, surprise, fantasy football community tends to overreact about some things. Believe it or not. So I, I think he's falling enough to a point where he's slowly becoming a value. You know, you, there were times where you were potentially in, in past drafts, you were taking him as your number one wide receiver. Now maybe he's your second, maybe damn near, maybe he's your third. So, Mike, you know, to, in Cam's defense and, and to the and your point on Edelman becoming a value and, you know, maybe Edelman doesn't have the connection with Cam. Let's remember the last time we saw the good Cam, in 2018, he finished fifth in true completion percentage and as a top five quarterback in red zone play action and pressure completion percentage. So I think he'll put the ball where it needs to be. My biggest issue, Mike, is just do I trust Cam to stay healthy and do I trust Cam and the New England and the way like, you know, Josh McDaniels runs the can they can everybody get along? Yeah. Well, I, I you know, the whole idea about him saying healthy, it's it's fair. I mean you're either someone who says he will or you're someone who questions it. And it's hard to go against somebody who questions it based on what you've seen last two years. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be all right. And you know what? I think that this marriage between between the Patriots coaching staff and Cam Newton probably has a shelf life of a year, which works out perfectly because Cam's not going to be there for more than one year. So I think from that aspect, I think I think the marriage will work out fine just on a one-year stint. Okay. Um, Sean, our intern and known Patriots fan says Damian, Damian Harris sleeper. And then the little stock up thing. So it could be so, um, so interesting you guys. So, um, Anthony, you live in New Jersey, correct? Yeah. And Mike, you live in Long Island, I think. Long Island. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we have two New York, New Jersey guys here and zero giants fans. So <laughs> this is, this is interesting to me. So Mike, yeah. you are a 49ers fan correct? i am hopelessly devoted to the 49ers okay <laughs> um and anthony you are a i'm a cowboys fan the undefeated cowboys <sighs> as we stand right now yeah oh, that's, that's right. true this is seems, what mike has to deal with every episode seems like no better time to pour some whiskey once <laughs> anthony starts <laughs> the cowboys that's, you know, there we so, go all right <laughs> well we got a cowboys fan in here but not every show could be perfect, everybody. So, so I'm serious. I want to start with you. How did you become a Cowboys fan in New Jersey? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, my hmm. uh, my I guess it's like my mother's side of my family. They were all Giants fans, and my dad's side of the family, they were all Eagles fans. And I I, I don't know how like it just happened. Oh, <laughs> honestly, says, oh. it just happened. <laughs> I mean, if, I guess you're really trying to start a rivalry with both sides of your family there. So, because you're in you're in Southern Jersey, right? Now, yeah, now I am. Yeah, I so mean, that's, that's Eagles country. That's Eagles country. Yeah, right down there. I'm in Southern Jersey. That's definitely Eagles country. Yeah, um, Mike, how about you? I mean, so this is a great rivalry because we got the, the yeah. 49ers and the Cowboys here. Which, by uh, the way, they play what week fourteen, week yeah, fifteen, Anthony? About to yeah. get you. About to get you. You know what kicked in? It's okay because um, better hope Jimmy plays. By by that time, the Cowboys will be eliminated from playoffs. But, Mike, how did you become a 49ers fan in Long Island? When I first started watching football, my cousin, who is, I don't know, what, eight, nine years older than me, 
Um, he was a diehard 49er fan. And, you know, that was back in the Montana days, your very early Montana days. And, and then when Montana left to go to the Chiefs, my cousin left the Niners to go become a Chiefs fan. My cousins hopped around from team to team to team. It's crazy. And, and by the way, and not even like a bandwagon guy, he just, he goes to like obscure teams. He's like, oh, I'm going to be a Bengals fan now. This is, that's, you know, this is going <laughs> to happen now. So, but anyway. Well, they so, need one. But, so, you know. Right. They do need one. So, but, so when he decided to become a Chiefs fan, me and my brother, we both said, well, we're going to stick with the Niners. And that's it. We've been, been there through the days of, you know, Giovanni Carmazzi, Dennis Erickson. You know, it, it hasn't always been pretty for us Niner fans. It, it hasn't. There's been a lot of ugly years, but, you know, we've had Steve Young's and, you know, a little bit of fun with Jeff Garcia and, now we'll see if uh, Jimmy can get us over the hump. Yeah, we uh, we had a year of fun with Jeff Garcia too. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, our linebackers forgot how to tackle in the playoffs. And Porkman, you remember that year? Uh, that was the year that Sheldon Brown almost ended Reggie Bush's career early. Is yes, that, play. that was still. <laughs> now I remember. I yes, I remember hit. that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Sheldon uh, Brown, Reggie uh, Bush. Didn't Lido Shepard lay somebody out too? Lito Shepard never laid anybody out. No, Sheldon Brown and Brian Dawkins were the best hitters. And Michael Lewis was a decent hitter too, but he always had such yeah. a bang, bad angle on everybody. I was about to say that. He was terrible with that. Oh, he was, it. It's like, oh, I need to go a, here. He was so great. Go he was out. He was just way off. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, you never want to be way off, and especially if you're going to get lucky, and that's why support for the Dynasty Rewind is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Do you like that segue? That was perfect. Thank that's you. Manscaped gorgeous. offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. It is improved. I mean, I didn't have the first one, but I got to be honest with you. You think it's just the trimmer. It is fantastic. Go buy it. And we are going to throw the promo code up here in a second. So you can get it with some free shipping. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The Battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you could take a longer shave, just like when we send Sean to your house to manscape you. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. You've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. If you are listening to me speak right now, I do apologize, but I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. So trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Pork 20. It is on the bottom of the screen if you are nice. watching or if you are hearing me talk, all caps, Pork 20. So do that at manscaped.com and trim your jewels today. So uh, that is a fantastic read through again by the host. But Sean would like to know any rookies you guys feel comfortable taking in redraft after CEH? So I don't know how you guys feel, Nate, Porkman, Chev. Um, we've talked a little redraft, not a whole lot. I'm Usually, team no rookies in redraft, but um, yeah. Mike Anthony, what do you guys think? I'll 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 start only because I'll say that I was alarmed by what I saw today, which Anthony and me talked about earlier today. Was I was uh, and I, I, you know I I still am I I don't jump ship right away, but I am a little nervous about Justin Jefferson. I mean, mm -hmm. 
that was a guy that I was cool with taking. Um, I do still believe that he can be productive, but hearing that he's basically being put down to that number two, that's that's scary number stuff, three. man. Number three, number yeah. Three, yeah. Who is the guy? He'll probably be fourth in target. Like, like. Like what is like what's going on at camp that you are a first round pick and you can't beat out BC Johnson? Like, are you forgetting your helmet? Like, you know, like when you like when you jog outside? Like, I don't, like I don't understand. Right, I so, do want to say, Kirk Cousins said that BC Johnson not only had the best training camp of any wide receiver, but of any player on the team. So apparently, wow. he's balling out. Mike, I, I've mentioned BC Johnson you you a few times. You're and like, I, oh, there's no way. I left right in your face. Yeah. And, but listen, I, I don't mind being accountable when I'm wrong. But yeah, but Justin Jefferson is uh it's scaring me. One thing I'll say only because he's going super late. Because Mike, I'm 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 kind of like you. I'm I'm not big on rookies in, in redraft. Uh mm. to, you know, unless it's like a unless it's like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire, obviously, but Right. Brandon Ayuk is somebody I might keep an eye on because he is going to go very, 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 very late. I don't want to take my rookies early. So, mm-hmm. and apparently Kyle Shanahan says he's learning the playbook very fast. He's advanced for a rookie at this point. And Kyle Shanahan gravitates towards that stuff. It, when Kyle Shanahan speaks, he doesn't really bowl too much. So, no. um, I'm buying in a little bit to what he's saying about Brandon Ayuk. So I'm keeping an eye on it basically. So. Okay. Anthony, any, any rookies, you know, maybe like a Deandre Swift of those mid round rookies, like Clyde Edwards, he's, his price is too rich for my blood right now, but you know, in redraft in general, I know one of you said no rookies. And I think back to last year and I'll name Darwin Thompson, justice Hill, Damian Harris, that, you're killing Maybe, me. you know, Darrell Henderson, <laughs> they combined for 100 touches. It's hard to trust rookies in redraft. Yeah, especially unless this year they have a, no offseason. Unless they have a clear, like to me, DeAndre Swift has a better path to, you know, a workload than a Cam Akers. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I would think so. I mean, the... Um, Sean McVay even said that uh, he's looking at a four back, right? You know, stable here, and that, that's that's, that's a lot. That's yeah, wild. like how do you how do you manage that on a weekly you don't, basis? You don't. You you basically you have to kind of that's well, and and he even referenced Kyle Shanahan when he talked about going to a four back system, and I think that's kind of how you have to look at it. If you get a a a, a Raheem Mostert who was the proverbial hot hand mm. at, at, at the end of the season. I think that's what you keep your eye on. You keep your eye on who's going to be that hot hand. Cause if there is a hot hand, they're going to ride it out. So that's the only thing I would suggest on the Rams backfield, but I don't even like doing that with the Niners backfield too much. I mean, like I'm not doing that in my home leagues. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that there. I haven't Scott, I have most of Scott fish, but it takes one fumble to no longer be the hot hand. True story. Yeah, that is true. Um, what about you guys? Any rookies that you comfortable uh, with? I mean, <laughs> am I crazy? But did, did Jonathan Taylor die or something? Because to me, I feel like he's <laughs> going to get a whole bunch of carries there. I know Marlon Mack is there, but as we always say, the cream always does rise to the top. And with Jonathan Taylor behind the offensive line and Phillip Rivers only being able to throw three yards per attempt, uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to get that rock. 
three yards per attempt. That's great. <laughs> that was being sarcasm, but nah, I do like but, I do like Phil Rivers this year because I did like uh, Doyle, but, but it's I mean, John is going to get that ball. I, you know, I, I'm going to present this question to you guys, and Mike, I know you like to like to bring this up on our show. Um, last year, Mike and I were both, you know, in terms of Miles Sanders, we loved Miles Sanders for 2020, but we were both firm believers in Jordan Howard. Uh, was going to be the guy in Philly, and it wasn't until the Jordan How- Howard injury until we saw Miles Sanders break out. Is there potential of that happening with, with the Indianapolis Colts and Marlon Mack? Like, is Mack going to basically be the guy for half a season, and then if he goes down, then we see the full breakout? Oh, I right. think Marlon, absolutely. Yeah, Marlon Mack has that, he, he gets injured. Uh, he, that, that's his history in this right. league. So yeah. I mean that's the reason, probably the reason why they did draft Jonathan Taylor. It's not, it's nothing against the talent that he has on that team. It's just the fact that are we going to be able to rely on you game after game to be on the field? If not, we're going to get the Duke Walker winner, two-time Duke Walker winner, in here and run behind this bomb behind offensive line and kill it. One hell of an offensive line too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And hey. I mean. You want Jonathan Taylor on your team in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. by the time your fantasy football playoffs come around, you're going to want Jonathan Taylor on your team. So if you draft him in, I think he's going like the fourth round, I think. If you draft him there, you need to draft a maybe a Mark Ingram. Because or, Mark Ingram, you're probably not going to want him at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, you kind of have to strategize around that because – JT is not probably going to take over right away. There's a chance he does. I think week week one he comes out with like a 60 yard touchdown, and then no, well, the Max just another like, guy. Like Chubb did when Chubb was a rookie, and they tried to give the ball to Carlos Hyde. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And, 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 and then he was traded a couple of weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that could. Yeah, all right, but yeah, I mean, and they have a great matchup to the Colts in, in in week one. So I mean, the yeah, Jaguars for are, sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, not their defense is not what it used to be. Yeah, no, I think so. While we're talking about rookies and redraft, I think last year spoiled a lot of people with rookie wide receivers. I agree. Receivers are usually not that good their rookie year, and there are some good wide receivers in this draft class. But I mean, Ceedee Lamb, he didn't go to the ideal landing spot for 2020. Jerry Mm -hmm. Judy didn't even go to an ideal landing spot for 2020 because he's not the wide receiver one there, and KJ Hamler is right behind him. So people are going to be picking these wide receivers who are rookies high because they think they'd be the next A.J. Brown, the next Terry McLaurin, but I think they're going to be disappointed. Are people drafting Edwards over rugs and redraft? Like, that's not happening, right? Like, well, people aren't that nuts. I don't think so. I wouldn't I know. I think it's close these days. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a whole um, bunch of Brian Edwards type. Going on. I love uh, Edwards for Dynasty, but Ruggs is the play for 2020. Yeah. You would think yeah. you would think Brian Edwards is the greatest thing to ever put on a pair of cleats. You would <laughs> think that he's gonna be the <laughs> best. Remember? You would you <laughs> think he's gonna be the best Raiders wide receiver since Tim Brown and oh, Jerry Rice. Yeah, and and Randy and, Moss. And, yeah, Randy Moss, Randy my bad. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but when I'm talking about Brian Edwards, I just naturally forget about everybody else because Brian Edwards is just so amazing. He's gonna be the best guy ever. He's two receivers. Get out of here. I can't (laughs) with this crap. 
I'm sorry. I'm, I'm about to go on a rant. I can't. I, I love rant. Um, one rookie that I could see taking late that could possibly uh, break through, maybe not right away again, like these other guys, DJ Dallas up there in Seattle. Um, apparently, I think Garrett tweeted this out that he's been getting picked on. Like, you know, they've been hitting him a little bit more and he's just running through everything. Um, and he's a guy that I like a lot. And I got mocked in one league I'm in. I took him in the second round, which. It was like mid to late second round of a 16 team leagues. So I was like, Oh yeah. Jeez. Whatever. I'm going right. to go ahead and take them there. You know, that's, that's fun by me. Chev, in the rookie draft. Yeah. yeah. In the rookie draft. Yeah. Right. I'm not, not a startup. Sorry. I should have. <laughs> 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 then you should get ripped. Then you should get ripped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Chev, any rookies that, that you're looking into? We know uh Porkman's going to go ahead and draft Van Jefferson. Like a minute before he retires because he's old, but um, Chev would have. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was so surprised, Mike. You didn't even talk about the Michael P. Ryan, which is yeah. insane. Well, but yeah, I'm not saying uh, you do better than Ceh, but I mean he's he could have a chance. You never know. But I, I mean I like Taylor a lot, but it's so hard to tell. I mean Ceh has a clear path for the whole season rather than us not knowing if Max going to be that Jordan Howard like they were talking about. I think P. Ryan. Not to be just like rewind silly, but <laughs> but Pirine is actually not a bad late late pickup. I think I mean if you're playing like a twenty round draft, I don't think he's even getting drafted. So if you're playing deep benches and redraft, you probably can get him with your last pick. And if Le'Veon Bell gets traded, which I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it sounds like it's a possibility. I mean, Adam Gase has said it. He's he's looking. He'll trade him if they're not in the playoff picture. Yeah. And Frank Gore might steal touches, but he's not going to be the bell cow there. So if that all happens, if if it all happens, P. Ryan is super super cheap. You pay nothing to get him, and the only thing you can get is upside. Uh, Derek Karn says that Cephas Quintez Cephas wide receiver for the Detroit Lions is also a huge sleeper, and I agree. I don't know so much about this year, but this is a guy that. Uh, Dynasty, absolutely love uh, some Quintess Cephas over here at the Dynasty Rewind. Just to remind everyone again that Josh Reynolds is only a year older than Van Jefferson, and he does have three years of NFL experience. Oh, man. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> All the reports are coming out. I'm just I'm just going to shut up, and I'm going to just let him play. They yeah. are saying he's doing well, though. They are saying he's doing well. Yep. I, I just want to... I just want to say one thing about everyone's doing great in camp. Uh, Porkman, yeah, right. you remember hearing uh, this term, best hands in camp. This is probably this is a term that haunts Philadelphia. You know who I'm talking about? Brett Lewis. No, Nay Brown. Brown. Who? Nay, Nay Brown. Nay Brown. All, all the Browns. Reggie Brown, Nay Brown, Greg Lewis. <laughs> best hands in Line camp. going to no. break out. Hey, Greg Lewis, Greg Lewis did t- catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Don't forget. So, in Super Greg Bowl, Lewis is terrible. He came Greg, a coach the receivers right. Greg Lewis was not terrible. Greg Lewis was undrafted. He did fine for an undrafted guy. No. Oh? He said no. <laughs> oh, he made a look. All right, there we go. Disrespectful. What about Freddie Mitchell? What do you guys yeah, I was just about, to about Freddie Mitchell? Oh, Freddie. Okay. Fred X delivers. Okay. But that no, was kind of a way. He, he should have delivered like last night. He, he delivered in the NFC that. Championship game. So, um, <laughs> another question for you guys. This is kind of a hot topic here. It depends on the league. 
Should we eliminate the kicker? A lot of people are on getting rid of the kicker, but kickers and redraft, as well as defense special teams, they always seem to go together. I, all right, I'm not calling to eliminate the kicker, but I will say that if I have started a redraft, I I just don't put a kicker in. Uh, and and it's not like I'm like you know ah screw kickers uh because to me the whole thing is like yes it sounds cool to be in that committee of kickers are the worst we hate kickers ha 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 but guess what <laughs> if they're in your league you better pay attention because mm-hmm. a kicker could win or lose you a championship because guess what as much as you think a kicker is is insignificant if they're in your lineup they count for points and you exactly. need the most points to win so. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. I do a spreadsheet. I've done it for years. I sometimes even broadcast it on Twitter. I do a spreadsheet of how kickers play, of how consistent they are, much like I do with every other position. I don't always voice that because it's like a skeleton in the closet, but still. <laughs> but I'll, 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 I'll say that. I'm not going out of my way to put them in my leagues, but if they're in there, don't be an idiot. We get it. it they shouldn't be there, but they're there. So. I, I like playing in at least one league with a kicker and a defense. Yeah. And my, my, it, my it's nostalgic. It makes me happy. Classic. And, and, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and my home league has, has kicker and it has defense. And I think one time we, we went to have a vote to take kickers out and it actually got turned down. Okay. Cool. So yeah. I think that's what you will. No, I think it's it adds a different strategy to it, and you know I've won championships with de- you know I remember a Ravens defense like ten years ago, mm. Jacksonville a couple of years ago. I totally tanked the draft, rode Jacksonville <laughs> to a championship. I didn't care, <laughs> like Jacksonville right. and like uh, Jake Elliott. Cool, right? Right. That that one guy who's or, winning games at the end of the year. I had money. Nobody else did. Like right, you there win. It is. Yeah, there it is. that, that win. one. That one guy who's winning games because of a kicker and a defense, just like Anthony was talking about, they're not crying about taking the kickers and no. defenses out. Yeah. I actually played no. in a kicker premium league where they got extra points for making longer kicks. <laughs> and it's with the, just a bunch of buddies from high school, man. It, it turned the league upside down. I mean, people were winning on some 40-yard field goals. It was ridiculous. So, I mean, it was kind of fun <laughs> doing it that way. The kickers actually made a had some purpose, but, man – I, I would love to not have a kicker in my home league, though. Hey, I played that all kickers game on FanDuel, too. I don't care. There you did go. You really? <laughs> Absolutely. You freaking degenerate. Of course you do. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. I love it. I love hey, it. You, we were talking about so rookies before. I, mean, I forgot to bring this up. I saw there's, there's a lot of people taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round of redraft leagues. How are you guys feeling on that? I feel like it's a little too early. I – I get it though. That's 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 the way of the fantasy world. It's it's the opportunity. It's you know, if any other running back was drafted in that spot, and if everything felt the way it did, they'd be a first round pick too. It's it's all about situation, and I get it. It's I'm not taking them a lot. I'm taking them here and there, but um, I'm skipping them a lot. Um, Just because again, he's 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 a rookie. I get it. Great situation, but he's a rookie. I it scares me. And mm-hmm. when you're investing that first round pick, second round pick, so, but I think he has to be there. I can't say that he's overpriced. Yeah, you agree with that, Anthony? Yeah, I do agree with that. Okay, um, absolutely do. I got one last question uh, for you guys. My name, sir. Yeah, why does his name keep changing? What's going on there? I, I, what's going I like on? To, I like to change Porkman's name randomly throughout the show. Why, is, why uh, does Porkman get picked on so much? What's going on here? Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's middle-aged. I mean, yeah, he's, exactly. 
He's he's drinking beer. He's cool. Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll change it back then. So, Jarity Pros, Joe's favorite dynasty sleeper tight end. We cannot answer that now. You have to tune back in for our live stream on September 1st with Will Harris from True North. Um, he's going to be on. We are going to be talking some sleeper tight ends then. So, tune in and we'll keep you guys updated. So, we will definitely talk about more about that then. So, last question for you guys What's your favorite format? to do this on yahoo espn i actually personally strongly dislike <laughs> espn unless they want to offer me a job and which anthony's case, a sleeper <laughs> anthony's oh, a sleeper I, I i hate doing anything on sleeper anymore i actually but like sleeper i actually like yeah. mfl boring but yeah sure you like I'm MFL. an mfl guy okay hey you know i just never been on there before man and i just found it super hard to find stuff and you know, I got flamed for it a little bit. So a little bit, yeah. What are you gonna bit. do? Hey, it's I, all actually, good I love Yahoo for redraft personally. I like Yahoo. Yahoo's yeah, yeah, Yahoo's pretty solid. Um yeah, Yahoo's solid, except Yahoo is kind of doing me dirty though, if I could just Uh-oh. go on my soapbox Ab- for a moment. Absolutely. I have to deposit funds to play in this one league that I got in that I got invited to. So for whatever reason, I could sign in. I could check everything. It's good to go. But if I want to deposit funds, I can't do it. So they tell me yep. I have to to get to get on to to get to no longer be restricted. I have to either call, which I have to pay four ninety nine a month to be able to call to get help to get access to deposit funds. What? So right, true story. So so I go to Twitter. I'm I so I make a tweet. And I say, you know, this isn't, and I tag Yahoo, Yahoo right away, quickly. They respond. They say, Mike, please feel free to DM us. I DM them. They never even answer me. <laughs> In all fairness, they didn't never say even, that they were going to. That's so. true. They didn't say that. But, but aside from that, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get that worked out because the draft is next Saturday. Um, but in the meantime, I do like Yahoo, but I would prefer, I, I like CBS. I just, that's what my home league has always done, so I'm just very used to it, and so I'd go CBS. Okay. What about you guys, Nate, Porkman, Chad? Yeah, so you guys are probably going to hate me for this, but it's what I grew up on is my redraft leagues are all on ESPN, so it just mm. feels right to do on ESPN. I mean, yeah. I know they don't. not a lot of customization. There's not too much on there compared to the other places. I love Sleeper for oh, – uh, I do not like Sleeper for redraft. It bothers me. It just – doesn't feel like it, it should work. Um, but ESPN, I like ESPN for redraft. And, and and by the way, the reason why I picked on Anthony about sleepers, because we do a lot of mock drafts on our show. Listen, we do a super flex, and you can get Lamar Jackson in the ninth round in a, in a sleeper mock draft this year. <laughs> yeah, their ADP is way off on sleeper. Terrible. Something always goes wrong. Like Michael Crabtree pops Michael up getting Thomas drafted in like the 101. Round, you know? <laughs> Michael Thomas went 101 in our last super yes. flex mock earlier yes. in the week. Michael, yeah. Tom- I, I got I got like Zeke in like pick eight. No. Mike, Michael Thomas went first pick of the first round. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to do a podcast with this? That was our good test defense in the first round of our rookie draft. It was like, yeah, that, who the hell is this guy? We didn't know who he was, but uh, Porkman, what's your favorite platform? I love, uh, I'm, I can go with sleep or anything, but honestly, anything, it doesn't matter. I'm going to draft well, and I'm going to do well, so it doesn't matter to me. 
That's right. And, you know, wow. Porkman, he's always going to draft well. He's always going to do well. Um, Chef, did you get to – I'm sorry, did you get to say your, your format yet? <laughs> no, I like Sleeper, <laughs> but like Nate said, ESPN has always been there for me when I was growing up, especially mm. with the, the home leagues and stuff like that. So yep. there's nothing better than hearing that noise whenever do, do, the do. clock is zero, yeah, you know. So I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, we're going to head out soon, but uh, Mike, Anthony, thank you again for coming on the show. It has been a blast. Absolutely. Um, anytime you guys want to hop back on, you know you're always welcome. So um, check these guys out over at the FF Faceoff. And, you know, the, the great thing is they do multiple podcasts a week. So if you're one of those people that say, I want this podcast to do more, you got it with these two guys right here. They have a YouTube channel. And um, now, Anthony, you do a lot of the video production, right? Yes. For the show. Okay, you do. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to say you do a fantastic. And Mike job. does the the graphics. Okay. I, well, I do the I I create and then Anthony puts them on. Well, so. then you guys work really well together, and you have you a fantastic product. Awesome. Um, really respect and appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, but before we head out, uh, we always do a little verse. So, uh, Chev, I believe you have that for us right now. Yes, sir. It's going to be James 1, 2 through 3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So, I mean, we're all going through trials now. We're all having to do different things with our jobs or different routes, whatever it may be. Uh, but it's only going to make us better. I mean, that's one thing I have to think about. Like, I'm not a parent, and I'm having to parent like 16 kids, getting them all their classes now at the YMCA. And you know, it's, it's pushed me to my brink, but at the end of the day, this is going to make me better uh, for when that time comes where I do become a parent and I'm able to help uh, other families as well. So, yeah, sometimes I lose that. I lose track of that. So, I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I am, but yeah, perseverance, baby. All right. I Cheers spelled the name of your show wrong, so I apologize. I was trying to put a nice little banner up there for you. Um, <laughs> Um, Chef, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, so I'll sign us off here. Anthony, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, You can follow me at The Real NFL Guru. All right. And Mike, how about yourself? At The FF Realist. And your podcast is at? It's at FF Faceoff. So three Fs, Aceoff. And Chev, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at Chev by RD, boy with an I. And we could also find mm-hmm. you doing what else? Uh, I write for Dynasty Vipers as well. Thanks, Dingus, for the shout out, my man. I appreciate it. That's right. And uh, we are looking to get Dingus on here at some point soon. Hopefully able to work out a schedule that could work for everybody. And Porkman, Gerald, Round Mountain, Rewind, where can we find you on, oh, these bro. on Twitter? You can find me at FF Porkman. And by the way, shout out to my wife for making this bomb pork shirt. Yeah, Porkman's greasy oh. takes. Porkman, can you get in here a little bit so we can see that, please? Look at that. Look at that. That is a thing of beauty. So make sure you follow Porkman and Nate. Where can we find you? You can find me at Nate NFL. And speaking about Justin Jefferson earlier, I have an article coming out sometime in the next couple of days on Dynasty Nerds about Bissy Johnson. Oh. Have you? Did you wow. just start researching that now, or uh, I wrote it all today after the news came out. Wow. Good. Good man. Look at you. You are on it, man. So good man. I already liked him prior, and then once this news came out, I was like, "Well, God, tell the world." Got to do it up. <laughs> there so, it is. Right. Enjoy it. 
Well, and again, I appreciate everybody. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you would like to follow me on Twitter for whatever reason, you can follow me at the Mbauer85. I would prefer you follow this show at Dynasty Rewind. Thank you again. Dynasty Rewind account has just hit 1,000 followers on Twitter, uh, 77 subscribers on YouTube at the moment. So we do have a Facebook group. Check that out. Um, all you have to do is just request to join, and you are right in. We also have an Instagram page and I guess that's it. So check all that stuff out. And until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.